The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, I run through all 32 NFL teams and where they rank in wins and losses since the NFL Divisional Realignment 20 years ago. Where does your team stand? Is it trending in the right direction? Let's talk about it. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Welcome back, listeners. We appreciate you, as always, um, for tuning in, for giving us a chance. I know it's been a weird week, probably one of our weirdest and most obscure weeks that we've had in a very, very long time, if not ever. Um, so we appreciate your patience and sticking with us. It's uh, I can't wait till Andrew gets back. <laughs> I can't wait till Andrew gets back. You, you know, I we have a great team, a fantastic team here at Two Point. But I really realized this week how much Andrew means and does for the show. And I've always, like, known, but I've never really truly known. So, um, Andrew, I hope you do end up listening to this, buddy. Um, thank you for everything. And I hope I, – I really couldn't run this – this whole thing without you so thank you i hope you're enjoying your vacation you absolutely deserve it um this is not a one you know it's not a one or one man show ever so thank you for everything that you do um i was like okay i can't i already gave him two i already gave you all two list and tens this week two list and tens could not, absolutely could not, um, give you a third. Absolutely could not. I feel like he'd be cheating you out, and you see that you probably wouldn't even turn on the episode. So I want to do something that I haven't done. Well, I do it annually, uh, but it's a little bit overdue this year. But uh, this is actually the the how we did our very 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 first episode way back when, over four years ago. Um, as I did some math, I crunched some numbers and we're going to talk about where every team's record sits since 2002. Now the 2002 thing, as I mentioned in our intro, it's a significant time. It is when the NFL became whole again, adding its 32nd team in the Houston Texans, uh, uh, who officially joined that year, had their supplemental draft, et cetera, et cetera. So this is the base point where all teams are even as far as records go. They're, um, you know, it's not, they do keep track of, of wins and losses all time. It's it's not that, um, 
you know, it's nothing too crazy, but, you know, back when the Packers and the Bears and the Cardinals started way back when, uh, there was uneven amounts of games played in a season. Uneven amounts of games played. You could play 12 and, you know, a, a person who wins the championship played 10. That's how weird and wacky and wild the NFL was back in the day. But today, uh, you know, it's all evened up, and I didn't even really realize that uh, that it had been 20 years since the divisional realignment. So this is kind of cool. I was actually, uh, the thing that helped tip it off for me was I was going through, um, I was going through the AFC East and uh, NFC North, and I was looking at some of their their division titles and, and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, it's been 20 years. So um, so that's our basis. We're going to run through all 32, just, you know, talk about, mention their uh, record since the divisional realignment and whether they are trending in the right or wrong direction. So uh, without hesitation, let us get to it. The 32nd ranked team, 32nd winningest team, or the most losingest, however the hell you want to say it, Team since 2002. I'm going to give you all five seconds to guess. Yeah, it's the Cleveland Browns. I don't even know if that was five seconds. Cleveland Browns, who are 108, 212, and 1 in the regular season since the 2002 divisional realignment. Of course, they have won zero divisional championships and I believe, I don't think they've won one since the 80s, I've seen. Um, so, yeah, it's been a pretty considerable amount of time since they've last won a division. But yeah, Cleveland is, yeah, they are the still at the bottom. Um, a couple years ago when I did this, I was like, oh, wow, trending in the right right direction. Trending, a couple years ago, I thought they were trending in the right direction, uh, but they're not. They're not currently. They They have a really good roster. But I think their front office, I think this Deshaun Watson move is horrible for their team long term with the contract and just taking the gamble. They're in a tough spot. I get it. Um, I completely understand. Baker hadn't really progressed the way that they had hoped, and they needed uh, they needed a quick fix. And Deshaun Watson seemed to be that, but. I believe it's only a matter of time before his suspension is announced. We're probably like a week or so away. So uh, as far as Cleveland goes, I it might be a very, very long time if, if they ever do close that win-loss uh, gap. I think they're trending in the wrong direction. They peaked in the, in 2020 in the COVID year, and I I would be surprised if if this thing trends upwards, even if – you know, if Watson plays, I don't think this team is is roster wise is ready to make a dent, um, especially with the way the rest of the AFC North is moving. So Cleveland trending down, thirty uh, second and most losing his team at two oh eight, nursing one oh eight two twelve and one. Uh, the thirty first team, the second losingest, the thirty first winningest. Um, are those lovable Detroit Lions who sit at 111 wins, 208 losses, and two ties, which one of those came from uh, tying with the Pittsburgh Steelers this past year. Uh, zero divisional championships since uh, since 2002, since the realignment. 
But uh, as I've said in recent years, I like the direction that the team is going. Um, it kind of stinks that they couldn't put a, a significant caliber team around Matthew Stafford and, and company. You know, they couldn't build the way that he should have been built upon. But I like where uh, Dan Campbell and how he's building from the ground up. I really do. It's got a fun culture. I'm not going to say too much more than that because I've oversaid um, how how much I enjoy what Detroit's going. Uh, I got to see more. I think they're trending in the right direction. I don't think it's a downward spiral. I think if you look at, like, if I did this coming off of last year where they traded Stafford for Goff, I'd be like, trending down. Um, but I really like it. It's actually pretty cool to see how, um, how incredible that the, the, the optimism and the upside that this team kind of has after, after seeing that one season with, with coach Campbell, I hope everybody else can see it too. Uh, next up 30th, 30th team, Jacksonville Jaguars, one eighteen two hundred and three. All right, uh, that's where they sit. They have one division title since 2002. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that was 2017. It was the year that they uh, almost made the Super Bowl. They uh, had Pittsburgh's number all the year, and they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. But uh, that was the lone year that they won. Um, <laughs> Jacksonville is so interesting. And I, what I mean by that is that this is a good roster, but I don't know the direction of the team. Especially, you know, me and Brian and others have talked about these uh, obnoxiously large contracts, you know, that could have left room for improvements elsewhere. Jacksonville definitely, definitely overspent um, this past off season, but. Um, they have a roster. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where their coach, you know, where Doug Peterson takes them. I think it's a, I want to say it's an upward trend for Jacksonville. I don't know how long it's going to be sustainable uh, because we've seen these types of pushes before. There was that one point where I thought Jacksonville might go, I think it was 2018, and I thought if Jacksonville can keep their momentum up, they'd go 14-2, and two, and that was um, that was not to be. But they have the right guy at the helm in Doug Peterson and young quarterback, Decent, pretty good wide receiver room. Defense is coming back together. On paper, it should be trending up. 29. The 29th winningest team in the NFL since 2002 are the Raiders. The Raiders, they jumped up a spot or two uh, from last year, actually. 121 and 200 is where they stand. And uh, since 2002, and they have one divisional championship to show for it, and there's actually the very first AFC West title in 2002. I believe that was, yeah, that was the year they went to the Super Bowl post-John Gruden, uh, but they did end up losing to Tampa Bay that year in the big game. So um, Oakland is, I mean, yeah, you look at this roster right now, and you got to think, right, trending upwards, trending upwards, trending upwards, and um I I have to agree. I, I'd have to agree that it is a team trending upwards. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Carr's still, we got to remember, Carr's still kind of on the young side. He's 32. So he's not, I don't even know if we've seen the best of Derek Carr yet. I think we're going to see it this year. I really, truly believe that. The offense is really good. Um, the Devontae Adams signing is, is something that 
Uh, it could be a difference maker for the next you know several years as long as everything seems right. Their defense is getting better, um, and it's a really really good offense. Oakland or Jesus Las Vegas, pardon me. Um, yeah, I, I you know I could say the same things about you know Jacksonville you know trending upwards, but being Jacksonville. I think the Raiders are in a much better position to trend upwards and possibly close this uh, this very big deficit between uh, wins and losses since 2002. Uh, the 28th team, Washington, the Commanders, the Redskins, the football team, whatever you want to call them. I know there's a very diehard tendency of people to um, call them by their former name, and that's all right. I, you know, it is what it is. They are, since 2002, 130, 190, and 1. Um, yeah, since since 2002. And we've seen, this is really, I mean, the, this has probably been the worst stretch of Washington football. And obviously, it's all come under uh, the ownership of one Dan Snyder. Uh, they have won three divisional titles, though, which, you know, that's, Commendable, no doubt about it. One of those divisional titles uh, was with a losing record, but again, they did win the division, made the best of it. But uh, you know, looking back historically, we look back at the '90s, in the '80s, in the '70s, and even beyond that, '60s, '50s, '40s. Washington has long been like a a powerhouse of the National Football League. It has. Um, you know, some absolute legends that have come from that organization. And in recent, you know, memory just has not been all that good, at least since I've been like a diehard fan. So it's hard for me to see, um, you know, whether this team is trending up or down. They're kind of flatlined. I think it for me, if I have to pick one or the, you know, if I have to pick something to say, they're kind of flatlined. Um, but they have really good young talent. And it's just a matter of putting the right quarterback in play uh, to maximize it. They did just sign Terry McLaurin to a four-year extension, big-time money, well, or is it three- or four-year extension. Either way, well, well, well-deserved. Um, but you have to build off that. You can't just pay one guy. And there's other aspects of this team that need to be taken care of um, as well to make sure that this Terry McLaurin tra- uh, excuse me, this Terry McLaurin contract, um, you make the most of it. You make the most of it. There's a really, really solid young roster in there. You just this, this. There's too much noise that goes on within the organization. It really, really puts a strain on uh, how this team could perform. Twenty-seven, our twenty-seventh ranked team wins. Twenty-seventh uh, winningest team since two thousand two. Are oh god, my voice is cracked a little bit. Uh, the New York Jets. The New York Jets, 135 and 186. That is their record since the realignment. They are one-time AFC East champions since that realignment as well, winning it in the inaugural um, season, 2002. That was the year. Um, well, yeah, they just they, they won and made a, a decent push. But uh, I... <laughs> uh, the Jets like are very fitting of this kind of core of teams. I truly feel, um, it, you know, we've seen rebuild after rebuild attempt, and it's. I just, it's sad. 
It it's really it's really sad because they've had a lot of good draft capital um over the years. They built up a decent defense, but their offense just can't seemingly get right. You know, they didn't help Sam Darnold out, and I know that's not really going great in Carolina right now, but you know, they've had opportunities and they just wrong coaches just right people at the wrong time I feel like that's been the that's been the story with the Jets over the last several years but uh, a lot of work to be done with this team got an excitable head coach and Robert Sala very passionate energetic guy and um, who knows where we're going to see this team go I just right now I don't see it trending in a very good direction I don't um, I commend those who see it, who who may see it at this point, but me, as an unbiased fan of the National Football League, I don't see it going uh, the right way. Again, solid defense, but um, I think he made the wrong move at quarterback last year in the draft. That's just me talking. Uh, yeah, Jets at 27. Next up, 26, the Houston Texans, who uh, completed this whole thing. 139 wins and 182 losses. So... Uh, yeah, Houston, it's, Houston's done a lot. When you look at this bottom six or seven teams, Houston's actually accomplished quite a bit for being a team just established in that for, you know, within this time period, um, supplemental drafts burning through lots of great players. We, we can't forget about that. JJ Watt, Andre Johnson, um, David Carr had a lot of upside, and that didn't pan out. Matt Schaub had a lot of upside. He was a passing air, uh, passing air leader at one point, and it didn't pan out. And obviously, just you know, coming off of the Deshaun Watson situation, you know, that's that's hard. That's hard. Um, but Houston are six-time AFC South champions, and say what you will about the AFC South, um, Houston's been tough this last decade, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of those titles have come under Bill O'Brien, but. Um, yeah, the last decade, Houston's been a prominent team, and that's why the drop-off is insane. Bill O'Brien really, really did a number to those Houston Texans. Right now, it's not looking so good, but they have done a very good job of offsetting those really lousy contracts, getting their salary cap in order. Um, for the time being, I'm going to say trending down for the time being. Um, because obviously all this stuff has to, you know, properly occur. We got to get that roster. Roster wise, it's not where it needs to be. Um, but they're, it, how do I word this? It's so hard. So they're doing, like I said, they're doing the smart thing by by getting their salary cap in order. But the team isn't quite there yet. It doesn't matter unless they put that their team where they need to be. I don't even know if they have their long term answer at head coach right now in Lovey Smith. I really don't. I'm still a little disappointed with them with the way they handled David Cauley, um, too. I, it's one of those hills I'm going to die on, I guess. Uh, 25. 25, the Rams. The Los Angeles Rams are our 25th team. They moved up three or four spots from last year. Uh, the Rams have were kind of like dookie a lot for, for, the, for the, the divisional realignment era. Of 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 where they are, Saint their time in St. Louis was mostly you know not good, um, because the the wins and losses from this are at really after 
the height pretty much after the greatest show on turf. This start of the year after they lost the Super Bowl to New England, and it just was not good from there. And obviously, in recent uh, in recent years, the Sean McVay era, it has been a, a significant boost going forward. But yeah, the Rams are the Rams are in a good spot. Uh, they have, in my opinion, probably the best GM, if not a top three GM. Um, and Les Snead, who has found a way to just sign every great player that he could, big market, and finding a way to afford it and getting away with it. It's it's insane. I thought a couple years ago the bubble was going to burst. It is not. And, uh, and yeah, they're doing well. Four-time divisional champions, NFC West champions since 2002. So uh, Rams trending upwards, I think, uh, even though I like, oh, the bubble's going to, again, the bubble's got to burst. The bubble's got to burst. Uh, they just came off of a Super Bowl victory. Uh, they made a, a big move in getting Matthew Stafford, and here they are. Uh, 24, 24, barely, barely jumping. This team jumped up four spots uh, on the list from this year, uh, from last year to this year, and they just edged out the Rams. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. They were both these teams were at 130 uh, wins as of last year. Um, Tampa Bay went 13 and four in this in 2021. They are currently 143 and 178. They are four time divisional champions, NFC South champions, and this team has been so fun to watch the last couple of years. They're another team like the Rams who knew they had a good squad but uh, knew they needed to upgrade a quarterback, and they went and got the GOAT and Tom Brady, and uh, here we are. They've been one of the top teams over the last two, three seasons, and, you know, I, 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 I do worry about this team. When Brady leaves, I think they're, I think they might be in trouble. And we all know that Brady's time. I was really worried about him this year when Brady initially retired. Uh, I, uh, I think it's trending down. Um, they lot a lot of facets. I don't know. They'll, they'll, there's a good chance that they'll win the division this year. All right. There's a good chance that they'll win the division this year, but you know, losing Gronk, losing Antonio Brown and all the pieces that me and Brian talked about just this past Tuesday. Um, it's not going in the right direction, losing offensive line pieces. And again, Brady is a, uh, Brady's a short-term lease at this point, one, maybe two years, and, uh, and and that's a wrap for Tampa. And then after that, they're right back to square one. They're looking for quarterbacks, and, and they have a pretty talented team. So it's going to come quick. Uh, it's going to strike quick. When Brady leaves, it's going to hit hard. But uh, Tampa comes in at 24 currently. Joining them, uh, the last Florida team, Miami, the Miami Dolphins, are 146 and 175 since 2002. They've won the division once. That was the year that Tom Brady uh, went down with his ACL injury in week one. The Dolphins won the 2008 AFC East title. And, uh, yeah, been mostly 500, a couple rebuilding attempts, but uh, mostly mostly 500 throughout this, this, uh, this very difficult stretch. Of uh, of time and trying to survive the Brady era, and uh, this is a team that I love the direction that they're going. I love the direction that the Miami Dolphins are heading in. They are a trending up team for me continually. Um, 
you know, with two at quarterback, with these offensive weapons, with uh, their brand new head coach and Mike McDaniel. Uh, Miami's a trending upwards teams, and I think within uh, several years, if if the um, if the trajectory continues the way that I hope it to be, they'll close the gap on this win loss. Uh, the, their win loss record it's it's thirty thirty game difference. I think in three years they could probably catch up. I really truly believe that. But uh, but yeah, that's where Miami sits. It's kind of interesting because a couple years ago too, when I started this podcast, probably the first one that I ever did. It was literally the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins all like back to back to back, and now it's it's starting. The spread uh, is starting to occur. The, the, they're starting to uh, separate from each other, which is nice and refreshing. But uh, yeah, Miami comes in at twenty three, the twenty second team. Um, actually, there's I should acknowledge there are three teams with one hundred and forty six wins, uh, but the difference between the two is or between the three are ties which obviously I think in standings uh ties help out right it, it, if you're all at the same record it's the amount of losses or the amount of ties you have that that help out your uh your case San Francisco comes in at 22 with 146 wins and 174 losses and one tie uh San Fran's in a weird spot right now a couple years ago when the the beginning of Jimmy G I'm like man this team is on to something and obviously, you know, they went to the uh, Super Bowl in his first uh, in his first full season, and was kind of close, you know, pretty damn close last year. Uh, all signs seem to point towards Trey Lance uh, getting mixed reports, um, but I feel like San Francisco's kind of lost that magic a little bit. Twenty nineteen was peak, and uh, but I feel like they've they've. They've lost that 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 magic touch. Of course, if anybody's going to be able to kind of reinvigorate it, it is Kyle Shanahan. But um, I just I, I don't see this team as electric and, and fascinating as I did two three years ago. So there's they're at at number twenty two. Also sharing in, in the, with the hundred and forty six wins in the win column, uh, Arizona at twenty one, one forty six, one seventy three, and two ties. Uh, they sit at. Oh, I should also ma- uh, mention that San Fran has won the division four times since uh, 2002. They also they were the uh, inaugural um, divisional realignment NFC West champions. They they did win it in 02. Um, yeah, Arizona comes in at 21. They are three time divisional champions. And uh, yeah, Arizona is. You know, they think they found the quarterback. They, they they got a pretty solid roster, a team that should have honestly, you know, was was good enough to go to the Super Bowl uh, last year. But um, you know, I, Kyler Murray's an interesting figure in in NFL lore right now. He's an interesting figure. He wants the money. Uh, his injury history has shown him not to be super dependable when uh, when he is needed. You know, and that's always a that's always a, a, a a, a painful thing, but uh, I think I I do think that Arizona is trending up. I think they're going to be one of the top teams. They finished, uh, oh god, eleven and six last year. I think ten and seven, eleven and six, something like that, something around around that ballpark. And um, you know, are going to be a, a top team. I think going into this year too, the top team going into this year, winning record and piling on some wins to to help separate. Um, or I'll close the gap between the wins and losses. Uh, the 20th team, 
the 20th team, 20th winningest team since 2002, the New York Football Giants, who are 149 and 172 since 2002. Three time divisional champions. The Giants just hired a new, brand new head coach. But uh, regardless, I don't like the direction that the Giants are going. I think it's going to trend downwards. The fact that they're even uh, testing uh, the waters with Daniel Jones' QB1 is concerning. Uh, I think we've seen what Daniel Jones can do, and it's not good. Uh, I know he's had you know the injuries to Saquon and such have not helped him in his growth, but... Uh, Ugh. Yeah, and it all and honestly a lot the quarterback is obviously probably the most important position on the field. And if you don't got good quarterback play, more often than not, you're not gonna win games. Um Giants are trending downwards for me. Trending downwards. Um but they're kinda right in the middle of the pack. It's it's weird. But uh I, I do see a lot there's like a four there's a handful of teams that could over that can kind of pass them by over the next couple of years. Uh, number 19, the Cincinnati Bengals, who caught a nice big boost from last season. 10 and 7, they finished. Or was it 11 and 6? I think no, it was 10 and 7. Uh, Cincinnati is also 149. They are 149, 169, with three ties. They have three ties to their credit. And since 2002, they've won the division five times. And Cincinnati, man, this team is exciting. This team is so much fun. Uh, and, yeah, this roster is really, really good. I think trending upwards, all right, Cincinnati, right now, their head coach, their GM, and this young talent that they, you know, are still on rookie deals, most of them, at least on the offensive side, Uh the sky's the limit, and I can find I can see them moving into the top ten, uh, or, or moving up at least ten you know ten spots over the next couple of years, uh, maybe even moving into the into the top ten by the end of you know twenty thirty. So that's how that's how good I believe in this team. Uh, you know everybody's kind of anticipating a Super Bowl hangover. I am not quite as much, but yeah, it's what's that's where Cincinnati stands. 18, the Buffalo Bills, they left. They leapt over Cincinnati this past year. Uh, Buffalo went up, I think, two two spots in these rankings. I think they were 20 last year. Uh, currently, the Bills are 150 and 171, which is not bad considering uh, they survived the drought. The primary years of the drought season were, were right then. But a lot of those finishes, 7-9, uh, 8-8. Eight eight. We had a couple 9-7s, but, man, they are just pouring it on. Pedal to the metal. This Bills team is probably the best team on paper right now in the entire National Football League. And, um, yeah, they're looking real good. Two-time AFC East champions. They're back-to-back AFC East champions. First team to do AFC East, you know, be back-to-back since, well, I mean, really, uh, first non-Patriots team to be back-to-back AFC East champions in, in quite some time. So, um yeah, Bills are trending significantly upward. And uh, if they can keep all their guys, if uh, Brandon Bean can orchestrate this thing and keep everybody you know, where they need to be, keep developing new young talent, uh, making smart business decisions, and just everybody stays healthy, uh, the Bills will be a, will easily be a top 10 team in the, uh, in the coming decade as far as wins and losses go. I mean, they're only uh, two seasons really from catching up, and... 
21 games, 21 games in between um, the wins and losses, so not too shabby. Uh, number 17, number 17, Chicago still has a bit of an, uh, they're still in the middle of the pack. They, they, they're they benefiting from uh, a lot of, some, some pretty damn good years, some pretty good years uh, in the mid-2000s. All right, they uh, found success, Super Bowl appearance, NFC title, or yeah, NFC North titles, such like stuff like that. Chicago is, yeah, 153 and 168. They've won the division four times since 2002, uh, but I hate the direction they're going. They got our old defensive coordinator, the Colts old, old uh, the Colts old defensive coordinator, well, recently old, in um, Eberflus, Matt Eberflus, and I just I don't know, I don't understand his head his head coaching allure. All right, I think he was a pretty okay defensive coordinator. Some good times, definitely some good times, but I, I just it never screamed head coaching material. And I don't know. I think Justin Fields is based on. It's hard to say. I don't want to say that Justin Fields is a bust, but his Chicago has definitely done him no favors. I know he's he came about in a very difficult time. You get your rookie season with a head coach out the door, uh, with the GM out the door, and your second season, which there's going to be a lot. People are going to want to see improvement uh, with brand new rookie uh, head coach and GM. So it's it's tough. But I I don't like the direction that Chicago is trending, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go down, trending down for them. All right, that is the back half of the National Football League, and we have the top half to go. Number sixteen, the last team this is the last team with a losing record. Last year it was fifty fifty, fifty percent of the NFL had winning records since O two, fifty percent did not. This year, uh, there's another team in the loser column, and that is the Carolina Panthers who. Uh, failed spectacularly this year. One fifty nine and one sixty one and one. That is their record since two thousand and two. They are all. They are five time NFC South champions, which is pretty good. They got a really good roster, um, mostly good roster, but uh, inconsistencies at quarterback has harmed them the last five six years. And of course, their all star, you know, running back Christian McCaffrey has. Uh, has has been hurt and it's hard to win games when that's kind of your situation. So uh Carolina not good, trending downward unless they find their guy. That's really all I can say. But at as of this point in time, I think their head coaches uh again me and Brian talked about him this week on the show and their head coach, Matt Rule, is probably the first guy to get fired this year. Probably the first head coach to get canned. Um but, yeah, that is Carolina. Next up, number 15, Tennessee. Tennessee is 163 and 158. Um, moved up a spot from last year. They are four-time AFC South champions. Uh, Tennessee was great, man, a couple years ago. And, and I, I still I commend them. Uh, I, I commend them tremendously from you know what they've accomplished over the last couple of years. First, you know, Derrick Henry got off to a really slow start and then they really seen what Derrick Henry could do and he was a monster and again brought out the best in Tannehill and then you had AJ Brown and uh this team's window closed. All right, a couple of years ago, this is Tennessee was on a roll, but it's crazy how one or two moves or an injury or something like that 
could completely change uh, the direction of your your team and franchise. Uh, listen, I, I think Mike. I think the world of Mike Vrabel. I think he is the best co- head coach in the AFC South. I think he's one of the better head coaches in the entire National Football League. But um, roster wise, right now, I don't know if this team could uh, can achieve some of the same successes that it has had the last three three seasons. Um, it's you know we already got we got our first significant Derrick Henry injury. And usually, usually once those start to happen, especially the foot, the lower leg, um, it doesn't get much better after that. So it's 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 a little unnerving. If I'm a Titans fan, I'm a little nervous right now. Uh, week 14, the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. Why did I say week 14? Rank 14. It is hot in my car. I got to record in my car. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, 164 and 156 and 1. That is their record since 2002. They are four time NFC South champions. And uh, you can thank Matt Ryan for almost all that. Matt Ryan and Michael Vick, that is not a bad run, uh, despite some of the really bad roster uh, rosters that those two guys have had to deal with. Of course, the year in between, a uh, year or two in between Vick and, and Matty Ice. But. Uh, Ugh. Uh, Atlanta is a big time trend down. It's it's not looking good. They're resetting, uh, but they definitely don't have the pieces in place right now to to reset. Maybe in a year or two, we can speak a little bit more highly. But uh, right now, the direction is 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 not it's not very sway. It's not very good uh, for Atlanta right now. But they absolutely needed it. It was one of those things you just had to rip off the mandate and get it done. Our number 13 winningest team in the NFL since the divisional realignment, the Minnesota Vikings, who uh, they only have the edge because uh, some ties. They have 164 wins as well. Uh, They have 155 losses and two ties. I hope I mentioned that Atlanta had one tie. Uh, Minnesota's won the division four times since 2002. And, uh, yeah. They're kind of flatlined right now. New head coach, but they are they are very flatlined right now. Um, isn't it crazy that the Kirk Cousins era, as much as I adore Kirk, I know a lot of people do not um, like Kirk Cousins, but um, but as far as like it, it hasn't really gotten them close. Maybe a divisional round appearance here and there. You know, I think divisional round appearance was the highlight of that run. But uh, other than that, it's been largely underwhelming. I mean, again, the case Keenum year brought the most hope, but uh, I don't like where Minnesota is heading. They're, they're a team that needs to strip it all down and, and, and and try it. It's, it sucks when you have a guy like Dalvin cook and you have a guy like Justin Jefferson and and some of these other pieces that they've uh, acquired over the years. But Minnesota is not a good place. Very stagnant, um, very stagnant spot, and uh, it, at some point you're going to have to try and fix this thing. Obviously, Kirk is just not working out out there. It's it, especially with the amount of money that they've shelled out. It's insane. But hey, Kirk, get your money, buddy. Um, number twelve, the Los Angeles Chargers are the number twelfth winningest team since 2002. 172 wins, 149 losses. They are five-time AFC. West champions, and I think many people could agree that this team is trending in an upward direction. Their vision with their new head coach, Brandon Staley, 
Uh, they have one of the best young quarterbacks of the, you know, uh, on rookie contracts. One of the best young rookie, you know, one of the best young QBs in the National Football League today. And they have a really good roster. It's Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, the defense, they did an excellent job of uh, building up that defense this past year. Chargers are a scary team. And uh, for the first time in, in maybe a little while, um, I really feel confident about long-term uh, growth. So trending upwards for the Chargers. Trending upwards for the Chargers. Love what they got going on. And, uh, and yeah, I'll always appreciate the Chargers. Best jerseys. Best jerseys ever. Seriously. Uh, next up, number 11, our third NFC East team. So, Eagles fans. I know it gets uh, the debates get hot and heavy between Cowboys fans and, and really anybody else listening to this. But, um, you know, if you want to use this as ammunition, please. There's there's a lot of fuel. There's a lot of there's a lot going on here. Um, Dallas is the number eleventh team, uh, winning his team since two thousand two, which is you know pretty good. They are one hundred and seventy four and one forty seven. They are six time NFC East champions, and uh, just the vibe, just the vibe check. You know, kind of going around and, and really thinking about where the Dallas Cowboys stand. And I think they kind of, they peaked. They peaked. And I don't know if they're, I think it's trending downwards right now for, um, for Dallas. I really do. I really do. This 2016 team was not one of the best. Last year's team was one of the best that they've had in a long time. And they just could not get it done due to errors, and and now the team is falling apart in some instances. They yeah, they got some great talent on defense, but people are going away. They're the you know talking about the shadiness of of Jerry Jones and and company with their contract deals and whatnot. Um, I, it was just one guy specifically, but people are willing to go away from Dallas, and it's not the be all end all. Um, you know, at this current point in time, there's still some great talent on there. I'm excited for Tony Pollard's future, but uh, right, I do think that Dallas missed the window. They're going to be fine as far as like winning, winning consistently, but I think their window over the Super Bowl kind of um, is gone. But their best team, in my opinion, on paper is behind them uh, as of right now. So I'm going to say trending down for the Dallas Cowboys. Number 10, the 10th winningest team. In the NFL, 2002, Denver Broncos, 175 and 146, the six-time AFC West champions. And they made a mega move, obviously, we all know, to get Russell Wilson this past year. Um, I'm kind of flatlined on it. I think it's going to give them a nice boost, help help keep them competitive in the AFC West. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Russ just uh, does. I don't know if he does it for me anymore. I don't know, but uh, I think as of right now, until we start to see everything come together, I think you have to. I, I, I this is a really good roster. Uh, they made some moves, and I think it's trending upwards. This is going to be Russ is going to keep him relevant. He's going to keep him out of the basement of the AFC, and uh, it's going to be hard to keep out of the basement of the AFC West. I'll tell you that much, but. 
Um, Denver's going to be a lot more competitive than they were with any of their previous quarterback regimes since Peyton Manning. A lot more competitive. So I'll say trending up. Number nine, Kansas City Chiefs, 179 and 142. Eight-time AFC West champions. Um, Casey's still good. They still got it. They still got it, I think. I, I, I think without Tyreek Hill. I, I did some thinking about this because I was like, oh, man, Casey's going to take a hit without without Tyreek Hill. But all this does is it opens up more opportunities for other receivers. And they, they did sign a lot of very talented receivers. They drafted one um, this past year as well. Uh, Casey's still good. Casey's still fine. Um, it's really hard to imagine right now that they'll have a team better than the ones they had the last couple of years. Their defense is, again, not where we want it to be. But uh, I do have hope in KC, and I think they're going to keep piling on. And, you know, they got Patrick Mahomes, the best, one of the best young quarterbacks, you know, much like a Herbert, much like some of the other pieces um, in the NFL today. And they're just going to keep on winning. And a great head coach in Andy Reid. So um, KC trending upward. Philadelphia comes in at number eight, 181, 138, and two. Eight time. NFC East champions. And uh, I say it's looking really good for the Philadelphia Eagles right now. They did made some moves this offseason, too. We spoke very highly of them in our 2022 NFC East preview and predictions. We, listened, we discussed that a couple weeks ago, Brian and I. And if you want to go check back and uh, listen to the archives, uh, we invite you to do that. I, I did pick Philadelphia to win the division this year. And if all this is ultimately dependent on Jalen Hurts, but. Uh, you know, they overcome the hump of the that like Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz era. Uh, they, they, they jumped over it, and they made the most of it. I mean, Philly went to the playoffs last year, a team that uh, I don't think a lot of people expected that to happen. And they did pretty dang good, and they just got better. So Philadelphia trending in the right direction, trending up. Number seven, the New Orleans Saints, 184 wins, 137 losses, seven-time NFC South champions. They are the cream of the crop when it comes to the NFC South since 2002. Um, you know, the post-Drew Brees era actually has not been bad. They went 9-8 and eight last year, and I think uh, I think good things are, are to come. Um, obviously, it's tough when you don't have your legendary quarterback, legendary first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees, but um, they're finding ways to get it done, and I, I think the, the loss of Sean Payton will hurt a little bit, but... Um, but I'm kind of flatlined on them. It's flatlined. I don't know about trending upwards because there's still some issues roster-wise. I don't know the long time. Uh, the quarterback situation, obviously very uncertain, hopefully for their sake. And, you know, I hope that Jameis Winston, uh, you know, I hope Jameis Winston figures it out. I, I, I really have high anticipation and expectations for him. But... Uh, it's tough. I'm gonna say trending down. I think I think as of right now the Super Bowl window is was gone. That like when New Orleans lost to Tampa, that was kind of it. In the divisional round. Or when Minnesota bounced them out. Their best chance was the year that they got screwed out with the Rams in the Rams game, NFC title game, but uh yeah, New Orleans kind of trending downward. Uh, number six, this team is definitely trending downward, but they are the winningest team uh, in the NFC West as far as um, 
championships and I guess just winning straight out. Nine-time NFC West champions, the Seattle Seahawks, 186 wins, 134 losses, and one tie. Uh, they benefited greatly from this last these last two decades with the Matt Hasselbeck and Russell Wilson era, but they're on a total rebuild. There's some talent there, but not enough. This team, Seattle, is definitely definitely trending downwards. It's it's not good. It's not sustainable where it's at right now. I expect them to take some good hit, some big hits. They'll be out of the top ten probably next year. I, I would say that there's there's a couple teams that'll bounce them out. They'll probably be out of the top ten, if not pretty dang close. Number five, the fifth winningest team. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, 187 wins, 134 losses, six-time AFC North champions, and they've done pretty good uh, for themselves. And I got to say, you know, Baltimore uh, thought they should have went in 2019. They were the best team in football, just was not to be, too much pressure on them. But uh, I think they're still trending up. I, I really do. I, I'm expecting a monster year from Lamar Jackson. Defensively, I'm expecting good things. You kind of seen in our predictions that we're expecting really big things for the Baltimore Ravens. So um, they're they're just fine. Uh, Lamar's developing as fine as he can as a passer. Uh, the run game is still elite. I wish they would get rid of Greg Greg Roman and uh, <laughs> and uh, maybe get a wide receiver too. But I think they're going to be all right. They have a pretty t- a really good core. Of, uh, of talent where they're at. So they are the fifth and trending up. Number four, my Indianapolis Colts. Huge gap between four and five. Massive gap. 14 wins is the uh, gap. Colts are 201 and 120. Nine, ti- nine time AFC South champions. Um, I, I'm excited for the Matt Ryan era. I am. But I think this team is trending downward as far as their positional rank on this thing. They're going to win some games. They'll be, you know, might have a good year here, good year there. But it's it, long time sustainability is just not there. Um, I'm I, again. I am I am really excited for Matt Ryan and what he can bring to Indianapolis. It's always cool when um, a big name quarterback from another team gets to come in your area and gets a shot at redemption or or just doing something good. But. Uh, yeah, it's not looking good for Indy. They were three a couple years ago, and obviously they're like one win short of. Well, I haven't said said the third place team, but they're a couple wins short of being you know two. But they've taken some 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 hits the last couple years, and um, it's knocked them down a couple pegs. And I expect uh, they're still gonna be they're still gonna be a top five team. Um, I don't think Baltimore will bounce them out just yet out of their spot, but they're I think they're they'll no they'll be all right. Um, Indy should be good unless there's a total meltdown the next couple of years, but trending downwards, trending downwards. The, uh, the height of the Indianapolis Colts is definitely, definitely past us at this point in time. Number three, the Green Bay Packers, 202-117 and two. They are 12 time NFC North champions over the last 20 years. And, uh, Green Bay, they're trending down. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, Green Bay is definitely trending down. They're going to be consistent with Aaron Rodgers, you know, there. They're going to win the division probably again and um, win a bunch of games and, and, and stay elevated and stuff. They might jump up to the number two spot since 2002. Um, there's actually a pretty good chance that that happens. They might be, yeah, they might jump up to number two. 
Uh, they're not too far behind. They're really not far behind at all on the number two team. But uh, but yeah, once Rodgers leave, it's it's trouble. They no confidence in Jordan Love. Their receiver room is dwindling. Their their superstar wide receiver just left, um, forced to trade essentially, and uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where Green Bay stands. Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers. 204, 114, and 3. Nine-time AFC North champions. And Pittsburgh's going through a rough butt bit, too. A majority. Um, damn near all, almost all of the the divisional realignment era was under Ben Roethlisberger. Now they go and find a new quarterback. Now they got to go find a new guy. Uh, did they have one in Kenny Pickett? It remains to be seen. We're going to find out. Uh, they made some signings. They got some talent at the QB, QB position. It's can Mike Tomlin get the most out of it? Uh, but as of this point, right now they are trending downward. Yeah, they're definitely trending downward right now. Still going to be consistent. Still going to be good. Still win some games, but uh, they're reigning towards the top of the NFL. It's uh, it's it's coming to it's. At least in this, as far as this ranking system goes, that I've been doing for the last five seasons. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers is, is, in my opinion, the greatest franchise in NFL history overall. Uh, and then number one, this one's trending downwards as well. Well, maybe back up, but it's you know, uh, I don't think it's going to be such. It's not going to be as easier, not look as easy as the Tom Brady era, but the New England Patriots are number one. They have not even lost 100 times since 2002. They are 238 and 83 in the regular season uh, since 2002. And obviously all that was, you know, the last couple of years, Cam Newton, Mac Jones, but um, a good chunk of that is Brady. Uh, <laughs> even if you take out the last two seasons, I think Brady's still got him at number one. Um that's how disgustingly good this Patriots squad is. But we know it's not the same. We know they're not a lock to make the Super Bowl every single year. So it's going to be trending downward. Uh, it's still going to be competitive, but not quite the same as what it once was. So, But that is it, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I sweated, sweat quite a bit for this episode to uh, occur, but um, it was a lot of fun. It was nice to – it was really nice to uh, – to go back and revisit this this style, this theme of an episode and, and be able to put it out to you. So thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, on behalf of myself, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.